can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Melanie. And I'm her boyfriend, Jerry. And you are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends and Jerry, where we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values okay you guys as you can tell we have a special guest with us melanie's boyfriend jerry yay jerry welcome to the show hello audience clapping (laughs) um just joking we don't have a studio audience yet um okay so today we have a lot of topics to get into and we are going to try to be concise we're going to do better so first thing we're going to do though is talk about our week Let's everybody give their high, low, and God moments. Mel, you go first. Alrighty. So my low for this week would be having to read an article for one of my classes about um, white, white, uh, the white savior complex and how that intertwines with mission slash humanitarian trips. Uh, I did not, I did not enjoy having to read that as part of, uh, academia (laughs) and, um, yes. And my high for this week would have to be going roller skating with my neighbor and Jerry. That was fun because I feel like I haven't been in my local rink that I really like to skate at in a few months. So it was great getting to go back there and practice some skills that I've been working on. I love I love roller skating. And my God moment... Um, well, I enjoyed going to liturgy with Jerry on Sunday, but now another like liturgy for the Protestants, please. Oh, just church. Yeah, it's it's um. So we're Eastern Catholic, so our Eastern Catholic. our yeah. liturgy isn't called a mass. It's different from the mass, and it's all one hundred percent equally Catholic. Um, it's just a different. Um, celebration for a Sunday service. So our service is called a divine liturgy. It's not called a mass. So I just, yeah. So I call it liturgy. I mean, the mass itself is also a liturgy. So I enjoyed that. And another God moment would have to be uh, going to therapy Tuesday morning. I just had a really good session and I have a pretty drive because it's out in a country town uh, because I see a Catholic therapist. So it was just a nice drive and it's always nice just speaking with a 
clinical professional <laughs> and then getting and then just having a, a nice drive through the country to reflect and pray so that was my god moment nice all right jer oh my turn okay absolutely yeah. well i just want to say that first off i think that this is a great way to kind of end the week you know especially after a work week but you know if you can't do this daily of you know self-reflecting like highs lows and god moment definitely on a weekly basis. I feel like we need to adopt that. So I'm going to start off with my low. We're going to climb the mountain. My low moment was definitely <clears throat> probably just the stress that I've accumulated over the past couple of weeks uh, leading up to our traveling. So it's, I'm participating in a uh, shameful, shameless plug here, Mallory. I'm sorry. I'm participating in a 550 50 mile bike ride it's called it's a we're going to be missionaries biking for babies so i've just been stressed at all the logistics on that buying stuff on amazon for my bike packing it so that was definitely a low of just me feeling overwhelmed and stressed is there a link we can support you with uh yes absolutely so i so will make sure send you that send to it you. you yeah we'll put it in yeah. the description and everything and i'll put the link to to follow our ride on social media and she's yeah. going to be driving the van behind us so Hopefully she'll get some good shots, but yeah, no, it's, so what, what that is, it's going to be, it promotes and helps fundraise, uh, to raise awareness and support pregnancy resource centers across the nation. That's so really we're very good. excited. Yeah. <clears throat> My high moment probably actually happened today. I attended a men's conference and just the amount of people that were, you know, so willing to come up to our, our table for, uh, my work. And just talk with us on the, you know, pro-life issue and giving them updates and making good connections. So that was definitely a high moment. A God moment was, <laughs> it was all today. I was, wow, uh, on my, you on had my a good drive. Saturday. Yeah, on my drive, <laughs> it's a Saturday? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on my drive back uh, to San Antonio, um, I had in my panic moment, I said, oh my gosh, I haven't even contacted the person that's supposed to pick us up from the airport or I didn't know who was going to pick us up from the airport. So I'm reaching out to her support person, her other support crew saying like, Hey, I never got the number. And they said, Oh, well, here you go. <laughs> uh, and as soon as I was about to call, I got a call from uh, one of the, like, I guess his name was father Pat. And he's saying, Hey, that person hasn't heard from you. Uh, you going to reach out. And I said, I was just about to call. So I said, that was a God moment because it was literally like, two seconds right after the others that you were like oh i need to contact that person and then and right as i was yeah right as i was press call i get another incoming call i'm like ah they were like hey i haven't heard from you someone (laughs) yeah someone was oh yeah Yeah, so so wow yeah your turn mallory that is a good god moment okay so my low was just it was just one of those work weeks where it was just kind of really hard um you know, work is work. Um, that's my low. And then my high was my high was today. I did a uh, Saturday, July 7th. Wow. July 10th. I don't know why I was going to say 17th. July 10th. I did sidewalk counseling. Um, I got my training with the sidewalk advocates for life. Which is really cool. That was a high. I was going, so quick, like, story about that. Um, I had never done anything like sidewalk stuff until last year, just because, to be honest, like, at least where 
I grew up, all the people on the sidewalk were really loud and mean and angry and they weren't beneficial. They had the pictures of the baby, sorry, I don't know why that was my hand, had the pictures of the baby's uh, like broken witch. There's a time and a place for that. Absolutely. I think that that's beneficial in some instances, but the reality is not beneficial outside of the sidewalk. So I grew up, my my mom was in pregnancy resource center board. So like I grew up pro-life, like we knew about pro-life stuff. I did all the things at the pregnancy resource center, but we never associated with sidewalk people because the sidewalk people were mean, angry, and they were crazy. And they weren't the people who were like, they weren't making any actual change. Like (laughs) nothing was happening. All they were doing was just like angering other people. So last year is when, I did my first like sidewalk thing and it was like super uncomfortable and I didn't, it's not that I didn't want to talk. My biggest fear is that I talk to somebody and they get so upset with me and then they like go in there and like do it in my name. Like because of this one girl, I'm going to get this abortion because of this girl specifically. And like, that's my biggest fear. Um, But I understand that that's unrealistic. That's not going to happen. Um, but you know, like in the back of your mind, like you're scared you're gonna say the wrong thing or like make the wrong. I don't know. I guess I'm just I was nervous that I'd say the wrong thing and I didn't want to be responsible if like I messed up. Same with like witnessing and things like that. Like I always get nervous that like if I ask someone to pray for them, that's not a like a rando that they're gonna be like, Oh my god, you weirdo Christian, I hate God, and it's all because of you, and that doesn't make any sense either. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I had that today, and that was just a really good high moment because um I learned a lot, and honestly, it just felt it was just one of those moments where you were like, I'm supposed to be here. Um, the there's a lot of different abortion facilities in Charlotte. Um, one of the the biggest in the southeast is actually in Charlotte, but that's not where they are. That's not where this group goes. Mm. Um, but I mean, the fact that there's like multiple groups going to multiple places already says a lot. So like, there's definitely a need for it. And it honestly got me re excited to do more for pro-life future Charlotte. So if you live in Charlotte, stay tuned. We got some things in the works. Um, so yeah, it was just like a really good high. So my God moment, I think, was I also Friday because today's Saturday I spoke at um the state house in South Carolina um to urge Congress to support the Hyde Amendment which will segue to our like first topic um so I did that and that was the reason why that was a God moment is because to be honest I wasn't 100% sure what I was going to say and like when I was going over what I was going to say to my brother like I'm very I'm very like when I'm talking to someone I like to talk about like emotional aspect because at the end of the day like people don't what is the saying it's like people don't care until they know that you care that's not the right thing people don't care about how much you You know know until they know how much you care yes so like that when I'm talking to like let's say I was talking to you let's say you were a pro-abort and you were like no or not even that because honestly I talk to people who are like personally pro-life but they're kind of like do whatever you want. So let's say I was talking to you, I would talk to you like an emotional aspect. Well, the thing I always say, I don't feel comfortable saying that this person's life is worth more than this person's life. And honestly, typically that's kind of like, hmm, okay. So, but like, if I'm going to talk big, broad picture, so like if I'm going to talk to like a group of people or something, I typically come at it from like more of a statistics and facts side. And when I was telling my brother about, like I, I did the speech in front of him, he was like, Oh, no, that was really interesting. Um, 
like that you shared a lot of really good fast statistics but are you going to say like how you personally feel are you going to say like how like are you going to add some stuff about like what you've done and I was like oh yeah I guess I should like I just I sometimes forget to add like um because when you speak and things like this I'm realizing that because I was I listened to a few other people's before I did mine just to like get some ideas I guess and when you speak a lot of times people do want to hear like the personal from you because and it still goes back I don't know why like I switched tactics like that I think that's just something I made up in my head because I feel like no one's trained me that way um but like people want to hear the emotional side so it the God moment was when I was doing this I um wasn't really sure what I was going to say till I got up there and then I was just kind of like yeah I'll do what I planned and then whatever comes out comes out and I feel like some stuff came out that was good so and nice. that'll be on our YouTube page on Monday you can find that on our YouTube YouTube and I think I'll put it on Instagram too fantastic but yeah nice so is there anything you guys want to say about the Hyde Amendment <clears throat> Hyde saves lives and and I think that if pro-choicers are going to be consistent with being pro-choice, then they should be pro the choice of where people's uh, tax dollars go. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Instead of pro-lifers having no choice but to fund abortion. Yeah. And I guess we should talk about what it is really quick. I just thought of that. So if you're listening, you're like, that's great, Mal and Mel and Jerry, but what is the Hyde Amendment? Let me tell you. So the Hyde Amendment is an amendment that was added after Roe and Doe that allow, that does not allow for direct funding, but you know that like the government does fund some things, but does not allow for direct funds to go from taxpayers federally. Let me start over. The Hyde Amendment does not allow federal taxpayer money to go directly to abortion services. Um, So people on Medicaid cannot get their abortion paid for, things like that, which is why they say that it's racist. But I don't understand how killing someone will be racist. Giving someone the option to live freely is technically the antithesis of racism. And I said that in my speech. Um, Ooh, that's good. Were that people clapping for you after you said that? <laughs> Were they like... Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a lady who was like in the back and that was kind of funny. She was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I stand. But, I, I received yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of one of those things. Um, but yeah. I want to um, touch on the Hyde Amendment from the perspective of a Catholic and acknowledge how Biden claims to be Catholic. And because as far as I have under- as understand, he has, even though he is pro-abortion, he has always supported the Hyde Amendment up until now his presidency and so as as a catholic christian who says well you know my faith believes one thing but i personally i just like i personally believe this but i can't enact that i can't you know put my beliefs into policies um not only is he does he claim to be you know personally pro-life he's widening he's expanding 
the pro the procurement and, and funding of abortion. So it's not just a personal, okay, well, he's personally pro-life, but politically pro-abortion. No, he is openly supporting and actively, you know, advancing the abortion industry's agenda. You know what I mean? It's not just this, well, you know, personally pro-life, but politically pro-abortion. No, it's, it's, He's expanding. He is wanting the expansion of abortion per the per the desires of NARAL and Planned Parenthood. So And he is directly because you know there's a lot of things that we can do that indirectly. I don't I don't know how like I think there's a term for like indirect and direct sense for Catholics, but for Protestants, we don't I think it's we're just it's just the thing it's just the sin either way but there's like indirect things that you can do to support different things and then there's like direct things and like at least from our earthly worldly understanding something being direct like that's I mean there's no excuses for that like he's directly supporting and allowing these things and I want to also add this those of you listening part of being an other an other girl or an OG we're still trying to figure out some fun names for us. <laughs> OG yeah <laughs> part of being okay. that is not just um talking about culture but also like making taking steps to like change it so one of the things you can do is reach out to your senator and let them know how you feel that you do not want them to get rid of the Hyde Amendment tell them you can um go just google Senator of North Carolina, Senator of Texas, Senator of Washington State, Senator of Arkansas, and call them. Call their office, call their district office too, because those call them. Be very kind and sweet to the district people. Um, they need it, but call them, <laughs> let them know how you feel, because this is something that's very important. And I mean, I it I don't think it would ever actually like pass that they do you think that they would repeal it even as possible no i think politically it, it kind of all comes down to that that one senator um mansion, mansion. yeah i want to i want to say that he's he's a very crucial vote i know he's he's a he's a democrat can't remember from what state west virginia west virginia melanie and i we uh urged him to confirm amy coney barrett Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Did he? He did. Oh. Wow. All yeah. So us. you know, there, there's, there's still some good, sensible people in this world. But the, the one thing that I, I thought of when you guys were talking about uh, Biden was the getaway driver. You know, of a bank robbery is, is still, you know, guilty of the mm-hmm. crime, even though that they didn't actually go in there and hold up and take the money you know, they still aided and abetted and got the people there to commit the crime. So it's, it's, it's just as responsible and guilty. So, you know, when, when people make the argument of, oh, well, he's, he's personally pro-life, it's a bunch of malarkey. And, you know, I just yeah. pray for his soul, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of forces that, you know, we don't even know, you know, a lot of entities probably you know deep deep dark state and i'm no conspiracy theorist but the abortion law the abortion lobby definitely has him in his pocket Mm -hmm. uh it is very apparent if there's one issue that is you know black and black and white night and day 
it is that issue and it is it is the forefront it is what's leading even though that you know people will talk about all these other issues no this election was the pro-life election so um yeah pray and everything but you know that's that's the Hyde amendment and i was looking up a little bit earlier uh the mexico city policy which is what uh president trump um enacted in law and that's that's uh that helps oh i i just read it (laughs) yeah so this is this is related too because uh, biden also repealed it through executive order um but that was blocking u.s federal funding to non-governmental organizations that provided abortion counseling or referrals um and uh basically you know people it it basically expanded abortion uh businesses that would expand the abortion access. So um, that is something that was repealed that, you know, was saving lives. Uh, So, you know, Biden not including that in the proposed budget that the senator, you know, the our legislators in Capitol Hill are going to vote on is, you know, telling of where the abortion lobby has. Yeah, it's just like, how can you even say you're even personally pro-life if you're, you know, willing to... Yeah. to repeal these things yeah typical politician always always flip-flopping and never being consistent so mm-hmm. but, but it's it's stressing the importance of calling whether whether the person that represents you is on your political you know side or, or not um those calls and i've seen it firsthand you know being in the state capitol and actually being in an office when they're just they're literally picking up two phones okay and then they write it all down I was going to say, they really mm-hmm. do record it. Like, oh, yeah. you know, your person might not see Joe Bob from Minnesota said X, Y, and Z, but there is going to be a report and it's going to be noted that 15 people, sir, have 15 of your voting people have called in to say they wanted you to vote this way. Sir, I think you should vote this way. Like, that's just how, and yeah, that's how it is. Like they, and also too, like, in a loving way, always remind your representatives that they work for you. Like they are servants to you. You don't like you tell them what to do. And I think sometimes we forget that because they're so far away. Um, and because they seem like these big, amazing, like super important people. Cause we think yeah, like, we make them out to be celebrities. Right. And they're not, they're servants should never clap for a politician that's no. what i heard i heard someone say that and i was like that's that's brilliant because then you're you know putting them on a celebrity status like you said so. you shouldn't but we do and we stand up when they walk in but anyway that's <laughs> the point is though like they have to be like they have to listen to you if x amount of people if 65,000 people call in to say vote this way and they don't vote that way, their election, because um, House, they're elected every two years, their election is in jeopardy. So they have to listen to you. Um, transitioning to our next topic, which is still in the same realm, uh, we are going to be talking about the Olympic hurdler, Brianna McNeil. So she lost her appeal of a five year band the 29 year old track and field athlete will be forced to miss the next two olympic games putting her career in jeopardy in april the aiu accused mcneil winner of the 2016 100 meter hurdles of falsifying doctor's records after missing a doping test in 2020 
uh, McNeil had had an abortion and put down the wrong date of her procedure. The AIU alleged that McNeil intentionally put down the wrong date to justify missing a testing date. According to a report from the AIU, McNeil, who was 29, had the abortion on January 10th of the year, but dated the procedure of January 11th. The doping test was scheduled for January 12th. McNeil stated that she was distressed after the procedure and that putting down the wrong date was an accident. She stated, this part is important and incredibly sad. She stated she had had the abortion in order to compete for a spot in the Tokyo Olympic Games. She later qualified during the June trials. However, the five-year suspension was levied, and she will be ineligible from competing in both the forthcoming event in Tokyo, as well as the Olympics scheduled in 2024 in Paris. Angered by the outcome, McNeil explained her experience and outrage in a lengthy social media message posted last Saturday. She contended that being off by one day in the doctor's notes should not be grounds for such a penalty. Quote, should my career pretty much be over because I had the date of my abortion off by 24 hours, end quote. Begin quote again. <laughs> the event did happen. It was 100% the reason why I missed the test. I was physically and emotionally drained that entire weekend, end quote. She stated that the doping control officer came to her home at 6 a.m. and that the World Athletics was later concerned about her well-being than getting the paper correct. Mm. Okay, so a lot of thoughts. Who wants to go first? I'll start, just because I've I followed this, um, you know, very closely. Uh, you know, I have that search thing on Google that will notify me whenever whenever any article you know even contains the word or subject of abortion. Uh, when I first read this, you know, you have to read between the lines and everything because you know, of course you know, in this day and age, you know, you could, you could take any story and spin it however you want and have a different, um, you know, outcome of, you know, what people think of it and how they take, what they take away from it. Um, yeah. When I first read this, I, I remember my initial reactions as, wow, she's one, she's justifying, you know, trying to make the excuse of, of, you know, ending her child's life, you know, for missing it. But, you know, you read further in the article and it shows you that she missed, you know, two other two other uh, uh, doping tests, um, which is, you know, very standard. And so, you know, it's basically the three strike rule. And this was her third strike. And. uh, Oh, I should have added that. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. The link to this will be on um, a blog post on the website. All the links, all the articles every time is going to be on there. So if you ever want to read any of the articles and that suggestion was sent in by a fan. Oh, fantastic. And and this is in the news um, because and I will I will be flat out because yeah. the abortion industry is trying to capitalize and normalize that abortion is fine and a and a justifiable excuse for missing out. You also have the racial um, aspect to this as well. I, I know that that other runner was in the news, too, you know, for uh, marijuana use and everything um, and getting those parents you know, those, those, uh, um, I want to say parameters, but no penalties, excuse me. Um, I think it's just really sad. And, 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 you know, I just want to pray for her soul because, you know, she, she flat in the articles that I've been reading, she flat out, you know, says like, you know, emotionally and, and physically, you know, draining that person is hurting. And when I read the part where she says that she was, uh, like floored when, 
she learned that the games were going to be postponed because of the the pandemic and that she could have had her child. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's a child, not a choice kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, I think it exists Mallory, but maybe, you know, you could put a different spin on it. I have lots of ideas and I'm sure anybody listening, your fans, if they have ideas, I'm sure they send it to you too, as well. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take. I, I think, yeah, cause I'm looking at this from the perspective of, okay, well, who's, who's trying to capitalize off of this story? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what is the, uh, intent? What is the, I don't want to say agenda, but what is, what is basically agenda. the messaging? Yeah. What is the, basically the messaging that they're trying to get at? What is the outcome? And the outcome is, is basically that is they are trying to normalize that, you know, all these athletes do it. And they were doing interviews. This was a separate article, video, something. They're saying that this is a, a increasing problem that is not well known in the athletic community, especially oh, in the really? Olympics. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, this this is a very sad story, and it it you know I'm I'm very sad that that was the outcome. Uh, and she even says in the article, like you'll read it, and I hope you do, or, or you know uh, get a synopsis of it, but you know, she says that she didn't want to have to disclose it, but she felt that she had to, to, in order to justify missing the third, you know, dope, dope testing. So dope is like steroids. So, you know, just so people know, it's not like, oh, I thought it was American. Well, that too. I mean, it's, it's basically anything that is deemed uh, an illegal substance, um, an illegal substance that's, uh, that is performance enhancing. So dope, Mm -hmm. this is just a side question so dope just encompasses more than one thing it's not just because like in movies they say oh you've been doping i'm assuming they mean marijuana but they can mean meth too. Mm-hmm. I don't um know. yeah any, any anything that that uh yeah i don't know what what it all is but it's a lot of chemicals uh it's a lot of uh you know over-the-counter drugs sometimes um i don't know where i heard this and feel free to chime in here melanie but uh i heard that now there's, you know, this is unconfirmed, so don't don't take it from my my, my words. Um, but I heard that when you're pregnant, uh, you know, you get all these flow of of hormones, you know, that that are strength enhancing. So the the not the theory, but what I've heard is that people are prote- um, uh, purposefully, you know, can, uh, per- getting pregnant. And then aborting their child, but still having the the hormones right before you know they're they're competing. So it's giving them almost like a, a natural natural hormone. Uh, like boost. Yeah, and and that's 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 another topic for you know other time because that just shows you the, you know, um, the humanity, the lack of 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 the thought of that. So what do you? I've just been speaking a lot. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, it's very, that's good. Good though. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to look up something real quick on my phone, but yeah. Go for so it. for me, I see this from the lens as a pro-life feminist. And so what I'm seeing is just the inequality and the perpetuated discrimination that women feel the need of my body has to be like that of a man if I want to compete in sports and have have my place. And so this this shouldn't be happening. W- women shouldn't feel like I have to have my abortion in order to succeed. And so now we're seeing this in the Olympics. We saw 
I think like a couple years back with that actress who won Mm -hmm. an Oscar, like that there was a need to get an abortion in order for her to continue her acting career. And I think that in an ideal world, in a post-row culture of life world, women should never feel this way. We should never have to feel this way, that we have to get rid of our children by means of abortion intentionally ending the life of a pre-born human to continue with our dreams and goals like um so something i want to bring up is uh title nine so on college campuses title nine is known for um preventing discrimination it uh, is um, preventing and has policies in place if people are uh, survivors of sexual assault, sexual abuse on campus. But another aspect of Title IX is that um, pregnant and parenting students cannot be discriminated against. So an example of this would be if um, one, if their child is sick, that they should be allowed to um, miss class for that day or find another um, child care provider and not um, and be and have the opportunity to get credit for that class to redo homework. Uh, or, for example, if some if a woman were to give birth the week before finals, that she should be allowed to have some recovery time and not completely um, fail the course for yeah. needing time to um, you know rejuvenate before going back to class and. Another example that's extremely relevant to the Olympics, that if a student athlete is on scholarship and becomes pregnant, they cannot lose their scholarship or their place on the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so that is protected wow. under Title IX, that they are allowed to complete their pregnancy, have their baby, not lose their scholarship, and then still have their spot on the team. And this in an ideal post-row culture of life world that the pro-life movement is fighting for, this would be everywhere. Uh, In the workplace, in the Olympics, in Hollywood. And so I just would hope that as time goes on, that there will be a similar policy for, um, for female athletes in the Olympics, in these high athletic competitive worlds, that they can, you know, become pregnant and and not lose their spot on the team or be able to well there is what i find interesting about the story is there is a lady that is pregnant that is running yeah that's that's what i was looking up yeah (laughs) yeah like you know like and another like on the other i don't know side of the coin is an athlete right Mm -hmm. now who's pregnant and competing 18 weeks and yeah, she's 18 weeks pregnant. Her name is Lindsay Schwartz Slack. So I'll, I'm sure you'll you'll put that link in there. But definitely give her a follow on Instagram. She only has 3,300 followers as of the recording of this. So we definitely <laughs> need to boost those numbers up because she, you know it's it's she's showing that you can you can not only compete but have your child. That's so, why I yeah. followed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, her bio says Olympic trials with baby on board. I love that. She I called, love that. She called it a baby. What? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> She's pregnant yeah. with a baby. 
Yeah, I um, I was when I was reading, I was thinking, I was like, there is someone currently. Uh, am I echoing? No, you're good. Um, there is someone currently who does who is pregnant so it's possible which kind of shows that I feel like that was just kind of an excuse I feel like maybe she just didn't want to have one have a, a child but the part that says so okay it says however the five-year suspension was levied and she'll be ineligible to compete in both the forthcoming event in Tokyo as well as the Olympic schedule in 2020 in Paris 2024 in Paris one of my thoughts was like, uh, she could have just missed one. She wouldn't have missed one, but she could have just missed one and said she's missing two. Whereas the one in Paris is probably going to be more fun. And imagine doing that. And the restrictions are over by 2024, I'm assuming. <laughs> and having your child watch you run and win in Paris. Like how amazing would that be? And I thought about that. And now she's missing both without yeah. the child. Yeah. No, this and is that's yeah. sad. There's definitely a lot of hurt, you know, and the yeah. fact that it's it's, you know, this is all, you know, publicized. Um this is yeah. this is a real life scenario that we we see, you know, on the sidewalk every time. You know, people will say, "Oh, this is the hardest decision that a woman can ever make." And I want to give it the perspective from the male male side is that yeah, where was the man in the relationship? Where was where was the guy encouraging her saying no you don't need to do this right um but instead you know believing in the lie that you know to put your own dreams over your child's you know your 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 future child and it 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 pains me because you know that lack of of um masculinity to be able to stand up and to protect is just so lacking in our society and it only encourages me and <laughs> this is so funny. I didn't know I was going to be on this this podcast until I got here. But on the on my drive here, I was I was going through this scenario of like I was on a stage and I was given like the most passionate speech ever. And I was I was um, what's the word justified, justify angry. No, um, right. Oh, my God. Righteous. I was it was righteous anger to people saying, look, you know, using the example um, the analogy of, you know, pressing a red button every time you push it, um, you know, you get, you know, $100,000 and, you know, would you push it? But with the catch that, you know, somebody dies each time you push it. And oh, it's, that's a, it's that's a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad that, you know, to to say or to, you know, admit that there are people out there that will do it. They say, I don't care. I don't care. It's 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 money for me. Um, and not 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 to, you know we never we never hate on the women who have been lied to and who have believed in the the abortion lie and that you need you know to you know not have a child in order to succeed um you know people that that push that button you know so i, I just it's just so sad and like i said you know in this whole article this whole story i don't remember reading anything about you know the the boyfriend or husband in there and and what you know his take was on it because I mean, I'm not trying to assume anything here, but you know what, um, regardless of how, how a child is conceived, whether it's in a one night stand or in a loving, uh, relationship of marriage, uh, covenant of marriage, um, 
you know, that, that is, that is a child that is part of our human species. Um, and like I said, I don't know why I was on this stage in my mind and, and talking with whoever was listening to me and using You're that analogy for right now, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess, but, but it, we, we definitely need to combat that mindset of, you know, it's really just self self-interest and not looking out for our fellow, uh, you know, brothers and sisters. Um, so this is, this is just a story, an article as sad as sad as it is. And as, as I want to say frustrating, but, you know, angry that the other side, the pro-abortion side is trying to capitalize this to, to spin it in a way of, of, um, that it's okay, you know, and sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I, I, we, my organization, the organization that I work for, uh, we, we follow, you know, we call it, um, uh, opposition research. So we're, we're following all the hashtags, all the accounts, uh, you know, abortion facilities, you know, Planned Parenthood, and, and they're picking up on this. They picked up the story from the very beginning. And, you know, they're saying like, let her run, let her run. You know, there, she should be unashamed and she should not be punished because that was her excuse of she didn't hear the doorbell because she was in bed, um, you know, recovering, you know, from this trauma and it is trauma. Mm-hmm. So that's my take from the male perspective. Yeah. So to no, those other guys out there. Yeah. I, I'm sure those, some guys. Those other to guys. This. Yeah. Need more men to step up and be yeah. for the, for the vulnerable, mm-hmm. for the voiceless, for the most innocent among us, which are the preborn and be a voice for all the ladies in your life. And I, I know like when I've been on the sidewalk, I see, uh, I've seen a lot of couples and I can only imagine that if that man, I'm going to say a funny analogy, but if he hiked up his skirt, pulled out his tampon and grew some balls and told, (laughs) and told his woman, you don't need to do this. I'm going to take care of you and our baby, and I'm going to support you in any way I can. I I want to believe that abortion would not be happening. That consultation would not be happening if more men would be a man. So those other guys step up. Yeah. And I want to echo everything they said. I do think it's so important that men step up. And I said this in one of my Instagram stories on my personal page a couple of days ago. A lot of problems that we have is because men are natural protectors and providers and they're masculine and they're not doing that right now. There are so many men that are not protecting and providing. They are not stepping up. They're not asserting their masculinity they're not doing any of that and you know we can go back and forth about whether because one of my friends was like well girls don't okay fine we can go back and forth about how it started we know what the issue is now let's fix it you know there men need to step up and this is just a side note for those other girls make sure you get a those other guy like (laughs) you want a guy that if you are in a situation like that you want a guy that is going to step up and he's not going to I don't want to say not let you, but like, we're all in relationships. Um, there's going to be a time where sometimes someone might not be at their hundred percent. You want someone that you can trust to come in and hold your hand 
and hold you, like lift you up when you are down. You want to be with a guy that if you are in that situation and maybe you are, you know, in college um, and you, you know, were saving yourself and something happened and then you decided not to do it and you just feel all this pressure because that's another thing that I would like us to talk about not this episode but another episode it's kind of the pressures of being a Christian and saying you're a Christian and running into these situations because that's a a real thing but anyway so let's say that's your scenario you want a man that is not going to if you are just not thinking straight because honestly because of maybe hormones because of emotions you want a man that's going to come up and say hey nope we're going to do the right thing we're going to be the a good person. We're like this is we're going to do the right thing. You want someone who can do that. So when you're low, they can help lift you up. Um I was gonna add one other thing, I think. I was giving snaps for that. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um oh, and that's I think this is a perfect example of um we really need to do our part in culture because like Jerry was saying, they're, they're running with this story um, and they're going to spin this. I mean, anytime on those are the girls, we post anything super pro-lifey about um, women not needing um, abortions to succeed. There's pro-choice. There's, well, actually, oh, this is a terrible, why'd you use women empowering women hashtag? I mean, there's tons of people coming out of the woodwork. I'm unfollowing, and then we look, and they never followed us in the first place. So it's like, <laughs> there's tons of people who are going to be loud and yelling about wow. abortion, um, but we have to be louder. And also, too, we have to at least say something to our friends. Like we don't necessarily, and I've said this before, I don't remember if I said this here or if it was a post on the family thing I did, but you don't have to be like the person that's sharing something in their story every single day. I mean, I think the three of us do. And that's just because that's like our thing, but it could also just be you're hanging out with Mary Sue and she makes a comment and you can go, you know what, Mary Sue, actually, blah, 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 blah. Like it could be something as tiny as that, but this is such a huge culture problem that I feel like if we don't get a hold of this, it's just going to get worse. And that's my concern. Can I add something real quick, Mallory? Yep. And and no, no fault of yours, but the whole the whole concept of, you know, saying that they're pro-choice. What are they pro-choice on? Like, what is the choice? Their choice is abortion. So they use that to hide behind what they're really advocating for. And so I encourage not only, you know, us here, we're pretty good at it because Students for Life is, they're really good at, (laughs) at changing that narrative, but we really need to call them out for what they are and they're pro-abortion or pro-aborts, you know, realize if you want to shorten it. But, you know, they are not they are not for the choice. They're not for adoption. They're, they're for the choice of of killing a child in the womb um, of a, through abortion. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there for your listeners, because, like you said, it is changing the culture. And, and part of that is the narrative and making sure yeah, it's that it's correct. You know, why, why do they call us anti anti uh, abort, you know, abortion? You know, that's. That's what I've heard. Is, Yo, you're just anti-abortion. Or anti-choice. Yeah, you're just pro-birth. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, okay, then you're you're pro-abortion. And they get offended to that. You know, oh, I'm not pro-abortion, I'm pro-choice. You know, it's 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 another it's another ploy, it's another tactic that they try to 
fool themselves, you know? So I just wanted to put that out there. So no, that's, that's good. That's good. And a good thing to be cognizant of. And we kind of sort of talked about stuff when it came to adoption language, uh, when we had Annie on, maybe we can do that another episode. We can talk about language, um, or we can just do a mini, uh, YouTube video. Maybe that'd be good. Cause that's part of like culture. Like you were saying, that's part of changing culture. Speaking of culture, Taylor Swift is part of our culture. She's part of pop culture. Let's hear a story about her. Okay. <laughs> Marsha Blackburn <laughs> fires back at Taylor Swift and she says, socialism will destroy your career. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, I think everybody remembers her. She was the one who Taylor Swift endorsed her opponent in Tennessee. The first time Taylor Swift ever came out with any politics, she wrote this long thing about how evil Marsha Blackburn was. Um, she says it was, so this article says, it was the first time Swift had waded in in politics saying, as much as I have in the past and like to continue voting for women in office, I cannot support Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls me and terrifies me. These are not my Tennessee values. I'll be voting for Phil Burdenson for Senate. Um, it had little impact on the campaign. Love to see it. Um, as Blackburn won the election handedly. The pop star complained about Blackburn in the 2020 uh, Netflix documentary, Miss Americana. And it tracked her shift to the part-time political operative saying, she gets to be the first female senator in Tennessee and she's trumping a wig. She represents no female interest and she won by being a female applying to the kind of female males want us to be in the horrendous 1950s world. This week, though, in an interview with Breitbart, Blackburn explained what it would mean to the genre in which Swift first found success and political views like hers were to prevail. When you talk about country, uh, quote, when you talk about country music, and I know the left is all out, is all out now and trying to change country music and make it woke. When I'm talking to my friends who are musicians and entertainers, they say, if if we have a socialistic government, if we have Marxism, you are going to be the first ones who will be cut off because the state would have to approve your music, she said. And you know, Taylor Swift came after me in my 2018 campaign. But Taylor Swift would be the first victim because when you look at Marxist socialist societies, they do not allow women to dress or sing or be on stage or entertain that type of music that she would have. They don't allow protection of private intellectual property rights, end quote. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a her little last quibbit. I don't know if you guys know the whole situation with her. So Taylor Swift, so she re-released an older album because she bought, her first couple of albums, um, she didn't own the masters to. So this guy who apparently, Scooter Bronze, who is, I think Demi Lovato's and Justin Bieber's person, apparently was super mean to her. And um, not that I don't believe her, I'm just, this is what she said, alleged. He allegedly was very mean to her and wouldn't let her hold her masters, uh, which is like the rights to her music. So then I want to say, Right when the, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. You remember that song? Talking about that guy. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So I think when that song came out, that's when she fought in court to get her masters. So now she's re-releasing old albums. Um, so that's what that last line is about. That's insane. I, I had no idea. This is all new to me. 
Yeah, there's some people who don't own their music. So like they give their music to an, um, a record label yeah. and the record label just gives them a chunk of money and then mm. that's it. And they could be, the record label can make five or six times more than they gave that person. Mm. But because they don't own it, then it's not really- They're not getting the royalties. It. Yeah. 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 Which is why this podcast- hopefully is going to always say independent because they do the same thing with podcasts too. Yeah. I know about the call her daddy thing. Did you hear about that? So call her daddy is this nasty. uh, My friend called it trigger warning ear porn. Um, I guess that wasn't a trigger warning. That was more of a 18. Anyway, she called it that. It's Mm -hmm. like, honestly, it was kind of part of the reason why I thought of doing those other girls. Um, because they talk about interesting things, I guess. Um, but it's super raunchy, like so raunchy. Anyway, there were two, two girls started it and then Barstool bought it. And, um, Barstools, are you serious? Barstool bought the podcast. I need to, I need to unfollow them on Instagram. No, I mean. I only follow, I only watch this stuff because he's the same guy that does the pizza reviews, right? <laughs> yeah, Son I mean, you can still follow him. There's just well, he owns the pot. No, I don't think he owns the podcast anymore. But he owned the podcast. And um, long story short, the they split because one girl wanted more money or something like that. I, it's hard to follow. I, it's been so long as well. But um, the girl makes five hundred thousand dollars a year from podcasting, and that doesn't include endorsements. So amazing anywho full, full uh, disclosure sorry uh, you might hear some panting if you're listening it's because we have uh melanie's dog here manolo who she shares the gospel with i was just about to say that's the one <laughs> the one whom melanie loves <laughs> oh yeah she's in love with him sometimes i'm jealous i'm like how come you don't treat me like that i'm just kidding it's- but no that's so taylor swift that's the that's the singer that does the shake it off, right? Yeah. Shake it off. Shake it off. It's the only song I know. You know who Taylor Swift is, right, Melanie? Yes. Should I not have included this song? She should have she should have stayed in country. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because there's something that we 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 say here in Texas. And if you're mixing country and rap, it's crap. <laughs> ah, but um but, yeah but she went more pop so you know but you know whatever she wanted to do but i i mean i, I remember an old song of hers that she was like call me t swizzy or something like that because oh, yeah. i'm a I'm rap gonna, star cringe. that was like a joke i think i don't know if that was like on albums i mean honestly no one liked it been. maybe it's part of her masters you, you know we don't know <laughs> maybe she owns that I feel I feel like um just so many celebrities uh well Taylor Swift in particular it's like they grow up and they're this all American girl and then they're in that her song thank you I don't think so but then but they're you know this like wholesome person and then they you know, get intertwined with all things secular, liberal, left. And it's, you know, sad that there's a need to appeal to this 
you know, mob audience. And if you don't appeal, then you could lose a fan base. But I'm glad that, um, is this a senator who fired back? Yeah, she's a queen. Yeah, Marsha Blackburn. Yeah, I'm glad that she said something. And I feel like it goes along the lines of people want what they don't have. And when they have it, they won't want it. Kind of like how oh, socialism, socialism is great, etc. But I, I, I appreciate that Marsha is sharing the reality of like, honey, if you get what you want, if you get what you're asking for, you're going to be one of the first to go. You're going to be <laughs> one of the first under government control. So I can only hope that that sparked some truth a seed of truth into Taylor's mind. And she's thinking about that. Like, huh, didn't think about that before. None of my, my leftist posse <laughs> uh, presented it to me in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Melanie. Well, I was just saying, I'm curious who her advice, like her political advisors are. Cause I feel like Taylor Swift definitely. Cause I mean, she went from people, Taylor, you have to speak up because she didn't speak up at all. She went from having to do that. And then now she's like this big, like pride advocate. And I want to share something. Have you heard of the YouTuber Amanda Insing? Yes. Okay. Share her info. Have you talked about Everybody's heard of her, but no. So funny story. We tried to get her on and like reached out to her. She responded. And then like literally the next day she like blew up. Like that's when everybody, this is like, a, we found out about her like a day or two before everything blew up. So we tried to get her on and then someone else kind of like broke the story. And then I think she Dang. just, by that point, I think my uh, DM was like all the way down here. So she just didn't get to it anymore. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> she should honor, she should honor that you, you had first dibs basically. I, I mean, that'd be nice. Amanda, we would still love to have you on and like do lab possibly. Um <laughs> Can, for people that don't know, like myself, yeah. who is this person? Can you give a no, free? So um, Amanda Insing is a an influencer. She is a a, a makeup artist, and she oh, really... you showed me this video, and she came out as conservative, and they were like canceling her. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. I know this, but yeah, yeah. The people. So I, I <laughs> did you not I, know I... before? Were you just mm-hmm, eh, but you didn't know who we were talking about? No, no, I I had to be reminded, but I remember watching a video on that. I think you were watching me listen to it in the background or something. Anyways, but <laughs> yeah, I I just want to give a shout out to celebrities like Amanda who say, you know what? No, I'm going to own my conservative values and I'm not going to bow down to the mob. I'm not going to do what all my, I don't know, publicists, marketing team, etc., are wanting of me to do. I'm going to own it. I'm going to say, no, this is the way how I vote. This is how I believe. And you can't cancel me if I don't let you. I'm going to stay in my makeup field. I'm going to stay in my youtuber influencer you know genre in my lane and you can't stop me from that I'm gonna own it so I appreciate her I can't think of any other like big names who've just said no this is who I am and yeah I'm also a comedian and I'm also well I guess Kanye ish (laughs) yeah put Kanye in a I'd put 
kind of in his own category. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a Christian or I'm not saying he's not pro-life. I'm just saying he just has his own category. Mm. Yeah, um, I just, yeah, I just wanted to share that appreciation of Amanda who says, you know what, I can be beauty and brains and it doesn't have to be one or the other. I can be both. And so, and so, yeah, I hope more celebrities will think for themselves, be free thinkers and will say, yeah, this is, this is, this is me. And I, and this is all of me and you're free to unfollow. You're free to unsubscribe and that's fine. I know for me, like I started re I started watching Amanda again because I'm like, whoa, like that brought me to her. Oh, you knew, you knew about her before all that happened. Mm -hmm. I used to watch her makeup videos, like, I don't know, 2017, 2018. And then I, and then I stopped and then once I heard about her, I thought, oh my gosh. So now she does these so cool, hard. she does these cool videos of she'll like put on makeup while she's talking about politics, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're into all that. That's cool. <laughs> um, so another celebrity really quick, I stumbled upon, you remember Spy Kids? Yes. You remember Carmen? Yes. The girl. Yes, the girl. Listen to what her bio says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, it's Philippians 4, 13. Okay, everybody says that. Listen to this part. Passionate about unborn babies and their mamas. Love that. I, that was my reaction too, Melanie. I was like, follow. I had no idea. I had no idea. So definitely going to try to get her on the podcast. Alexa, if you ever stumble upon this, you, I will pay i will raise money to pay for your flight to come here if you want so <laughs> i'll we do would that. love to have you on the podcast. That. oh my goodness I think, I think you should go one step further mallory and i think you should encourage your listeners to do like a social media blast or like tag her and tag you and say hey look her up and that that will that will re- redo the interest for both what was it alexa yeah, Alexa Vega. For Alexa and for, for her. And fun fact, I'm sorry, just because, you know, San Antonio got to represent uh, part of the movie where they are, um, where they're filming, sorry, <laughs> in the Spy Kids movie is actually okay. part of part of it was filmed in the Central Library here in San Antonio because the building looks super like weird and like square you know very very futuristic so oh, i do not know that fun fact so if if she hears that tidbit and understands know that you know we're, we're proud that part of spy kids was shot here <laughs> in san antonio so now I yeah i kids alexa yeah. whatever gets you on the podcast that was the fact that you're like you know what i want to be a part of this yeah <laughs> that i knew in. that <laughs> yeah um and you know big time rush no yes uh, she's married to Carlos. <gasps> wow. And Carl on his Instagram, Melanie, it is the sweetest. He talks about how much he loves being a father and Love teaching it. his sons and protect. I've like, I've never seen anything like it. I know. I know. Okay. So we should do a whole campaign to get her on the podcast. Maybe we can write her a lovely letter. Oh my goodness. I know. I feel like I knew that he was, he's Christian, right? Oh yeah. There are like, 
like they do oh they also do natural family planning she doesn't do birth what control. yeah she talks, she, and she talks about it on her social yes. media yes Beautiful. yes girl I know I saw I was like what how did I not know this but I was talking to somebody about it and they made a good point they said think about it though when was the last time she was in something something mainstream apparently mm-hmm. she's in a lot of Hallmark movies but think about it, when was the last time she was in something <laughs> mainstream Mm-hmm. not a lot a lot of time and then I saw another article about how Jordan Sparks is pro-life and the person was like well, what was the last time you heard a Jordan Sparks song so a lot of time when these people come out as like conservative or pro-life or whatever they kind of are like pushed like you know what <laughs> let's not work with her anymore at least that's the vibe I'm getting I could be wrong they could be you know other they could not want to do it but it feels as or they, yeah, I'll just leave it there. They could not want to do it. They live in no, yeah, 100%. Like, that's exactly what happened to Amanda Insync. Is she in sync? In sync is uh, <laughs> she lost her partnership with Sephora that they let her go once she yeah. uh, started talking about politics. So, no, yeah, I it's possible. Yeah. But yeah, Alexa Vega. So make sure you follow her on Instagram and support everything she does because I, yes, I, I was true. going through. I, okay, so. I don't okay so I thought about like what if I do one of those things where like I'm always commenting on her stories but I don't want to come off as creepy no you just need to have your listeners do it and say yeah Mallory sent me oh uh, yeah I found Mallory told me to follow you and then she'd be like who's this Mallory yeah okay maybe we can have the listeners reach out to her okay maybe I'll dm her the listeners reach out there and then we'll do a post that they have to tag her under it i love it i, I would love love that she's married to carlos and that they're living their happy nfp life and they live in hawaii they moved out of california i mean i don't oh. think hawaii is that much better no it's not if well, anything it's worse expensive well, super pro-abortion and when they had the pandemic they couldn't I'm leave pretty at sure. all. Well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure they live like from at least it looks like they live like out, uh, not like in Hawaii, but like out, kind of like out out of the way. Smaller islands. Smaller, like yeah, like yeah. That's the vibe oh. I'm getting. That, but I mean, I would say almost any place is better than LA. At least when it comes to like like the industry, you should listen to episode. 40 where we talk about human trafficking in hollywood um very interesting stuff episode 40 but yeah um everybody follow alexa vega and then as often as possible casually mention she should come on the podcast i like if i could i would get a videographer or something and i do like i would love to do like a 30 minute segment video something like how all the celebrities have people come to their home and they do all this stuff obviously she wouldn't come to my home i would try to get a hotel room or something (laughs) (laughs) we'd film it in a hotel but um i mean unless it's like three years from now then sure she nice home i'd have in the future but anyway um so we've gone a really long time so we're going to skip over the last story because we can maybe talk about that that's evergreen I feel as if we can talk about that next week, maybe. Are you okay with that? Or do you really want to talk about it? What's evergreen? Um, something that you can talk about. Like, it's not uh, current news. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. What's happening July 31st? Yes, we should talk about that. So <laughs> July 31st, um, we're going to be doing our first Voice for the Voiceless event. 
wherever you are, um, grab your pals together and walk three miles or run if you want to run. Um, and you can head to our website. You can purchase a ticket and 100% of the ticket, other than the part that the website takes out, is going to go to Safe House Project. Hopefully we'll be having Safe House Project on the podcast um, soon. And to talk about all that they do. If you um, listened to me a couple weeks ago, I talked about how someone came and talked at my um, Republican women's um, meeting. And it literally, I was just like, wow, okay. So we have to figure out how to end period poverty. We have to end abortion. And now we're gonna have to end human trafficking. All right, let's do it. Like that was just, I, I had just heard the one about the period poverty and I was like, oh my gosh, how are we gonna fix that? And then I heard them like, oh my goodness, how are we gonna fix human trafficking? Like I. <laughs> those <laughs> three things are very very important and they're all going to be part of our voice for the voiceless campaign stuff that we'll be doing um, but the 5k is what's coming up um, so head over to our website to do that also too uh, we have cute t-shirts that have like voice for the voiceless on our website and the design Ooh. is really really nice it was created by Whitney um, so yeah yay Whitney um Let's see. And then, yeah, we probably should just go ahead and wrap it up. But I'll say the last thing I want to say is we do have a code for Culture of Black 1972. Um, and it is those are the girls 1972. This necklace I'm wearing is from there. Love. Love. love that. Thank you. Um, and then if you've ever seen me in my 1972 necklace, um, I wore that at the state house thing. And the lady came up to me and was like, oh, isn't that Abby Johnson's thing? I was like, yeah, she's one of the ambassadors. I actually, I didn't say this, but I went in my head. I was like, I should have told her about the code, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> now she's going to use Abby Johnson's code. <laughs> no, just... Yeah, I'm concerned she's going to use Abby Johnson's code. She needs to use ours. Abby Johnson gets enough. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> A hundred percent of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. Um, and yeah, and Carla spoke at our summit. She's the person who owns it. A great, great organization or store. They have really, really cute clothes and jewelry and whatnot. All right. I think we should call it a day. I think we talked about a lot of things um, and we really, really want to try to be 45 minutes or less. And this was probably about an hour. Um, oh gosh. Well, thank you for making it all the way here, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, do you you're think the real MVP. Do you think people stop? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, hope, I, hope they, I hope they actually go on the YouTube so they can see um, how cute of a couple we are. And if you couldn't oh, yeah. tell from my voice, I'm half Korean. So if you want to see how that looks. From your <laughs> voice? Yeah, I don't, sound, I don't sound Korean. Not at all. No. Okay, well, you know, I've been here most of my life, and so now I've picked up the the southern twain of of Texan. You've never, you're not from Korea. I'm half Korean. That's why I said. Okay, but you've never had a Korean accent. I'm from Seattle, so it was a lot different accent. And I will just say, Mallory, whenever I'm traveling outside the state of Texas, I make it like my mission to to have more of a Texan accent. Oh, to no. represent and to kind of to kind of like rehash the stereotype and i wear all my texas flag are shirt, you gonna do that socks. Absolutely. oh Absolutely. my goodness what do you Next know what week. you're gonna wear um to the wedding oh are you gonna do that there 
Are you going to pretend to be extra Texan there? No. Okay. No. You, have your, you have your Texas tie you could wear. No, that's that brings too much attention. On that occasion, I will I will be very subtle. Whew. But when you can but wear when, a cowboy hat. But when all the when we when we go meet other northerners like people from North Carolina, I always try to bring out the Texas accent. Woo. Back up, back up. <laughs> North Carolina is definitely not the north. So let's <laughs> let's rewind that. Um, You're north of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll settle this. We'll settle this another time. We'll sell this another time. Who the real South is? Just joking. Texas is a certain thing. That's why it's not part of the South. But anyway, um, okay. So <laughs> everybody thinks. Oh, I wanted to do like a this or that with you guys. Do you want to do one really quick? Sure. Like yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So let's do a quick this or that, so you guys can get to know Melanie and Jerry. Bonus um, round. <laughs> Yeah, bonus. Oh, let's do. Okay, so I'm gonna say this or that, and then Melanie, tell me what you think Jerry would say, and Jerry, tell me what you think Melanie. Would oh, say. okay. And then let me know if they're right. Okay. okay. <laughs> chips or popcorn? Okay, I think Jerry would say chips because popcorn gives him burps. And the kernel, yeah, that's that's very true. And the kernels get stuck in your your teeth, and it just it's just a pain. Okay, wait, turn. pause, pause. I've never heard anyone say that a day in my life. Neither have I. Well, when you're eating popcorn, it's like mostly air. He starts burping. The way I eat popcorn, I'm just like, like I I, I take off the non kernel stuff, just the pop stuff, and I chew on that, and then I eat the rest of it. Okay, well, we'll discuss that another day. I feel like you're not eating it right, but that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, chips <laughs> chips be- all the way. Chips all the way. For me? Chips. Yeah. Okay, good. good. Well, I like cheese. I like hot onions and Cheetos True. puffs, yep. and I, I guess they're chips. I don't know. When I think of a chip, I'm thinking of like Lay's or Doritos. But I guess Cheetos and Funyuns fall under chip category. Pretzels count as chips, I'm sure. Classify. Yeah, if you don't know about pretzels, the pretzel sticks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next. Okay. Beach or mountains? Beach for her. Okay. Mountains for Jerry. Yes, correct. I love elevation. Well, you like camping. I do like camping. I feel like mountains is more. We have mountains in Texas. I feel like Texas. I feel like mountains is more his camping scenery. It is, and she's beach all the way. She's sunscreen every like thirty minutes. Oh, do you you wear sunscreen? Oh, I guess you have to wear sunscreen. Yes, every day. Everyone should have to wear sunscreen. Sunscreen three hundred sixty five days a year should be the law. Reapply every two hours as long as the The sun is up. Sun is not your friend. Are you saying you don't wear wear sunscreen, Mallory? Is that what you're? I think I put on sunscreen once in my life. Oh my gosh! Maybe. Oh my goodness. Maybe. Have you seen those videos where they do like an infrared and showing like sun damage underneath the skin? Ooh, that will change your whole perspective. On... The sun permanently damages your collagen and your DNA. And the but... sun is what ages you the quickest. Mm-hmm. Don't I have like protection? 
I'm sure that's a myth. Yes, but, but there's two di- there's two different types of UV rays. There's UVA and there's UVB. So UVB is what burns you, which I'm sure you, you may have never gotten burned a day in your life because of all the the melanin, melanin that you, yes. the extra melanin right. you have. Right. Um, but there's UVA rays that age you. So even when you're not burning, you're still getting those UVA rays that are aging you. So that's why sunscreen 365 days a year reapply every two hours so long as the sun's out for any science appreciators out there uva rays are longer wavelengths so they actually penetrate deeper in the skin whereas where that collagen uh, not epidermis but the dermis level are you frozen mallory oh okay no (laughs) okay next next this or that fascinating okay um thanksgiving or christmas christmas wait oh for jerry no i'm thanksgiving <laughs> really yeah oh i guess wrong I wait love... i didn't even guess i just said what i wanted <laughs> your thanksgiving no i said oh, your christmas. christmas oh i would have guessed that <laughs> okay uh-huh i wouldn't have i don't know what i would She's, i feel like i i don't know you're definitely a gift receiver She's well, like, I'm on all the I like gifts. all the pretty lights oh, yeah. and the coziness of Christmas time. I don't know what I would have guessed for you. Is Christmas a like, holiday? I don't know. You want to know mine? April Fool's. Your birthday? My birthday. I know. I guess it's What's her what's, what's birthday? Wait, is this personal no. information that you don't want on the air? Oh no, November 29th. If you want to mail me something, you can't. No, I'm just cash out. November 29th. What, what holiday is that? My birthday. Her oh, birthday. Oh, <laughs> like your birthday was on a holiday. She's being literal. Oh, holiday. Okay. Well, if they don't give your birthday off for work, then you better see. Hey, I won't be showing up that day. A holiday. So. Okay, I was going to guess for you, Christmas, because you have an appreciation for Christmas lights and decoration. Um, but then I know you also enjoy cooking. Yes. I so, love then, so then there's Thanksgiving. So I don't know what I would have The best part of Thanksgiving Jerry. is the day after when you're having turkey soup, having turkey sandwiches, warming up the mashed potatoes, making mashed potato pancakes. Yes. Okay, she, next Mallory knows what I'm talking about. If you know I what like I'm talking mashed about, mashed potato pancakes. pancakes. Oh, yeah, you just throw a little starch or cornstarch in there and yep sorry sometimes um if we have like leftover potato salad from something my dad will make them out of potato salad ew <laughs> no it's actually really good that's okay. good to me you said ew it's actually okay. really good he'll like Is throw it on the pan somehow get them all to stay together and it's actually like not bad i think you should put out uh this on the instagram this this or that and see what you're your listeners and followers say because that'd be interesting okay next oh, yeah. this or that okay um let's see audio book or a hard book she is an audio book she really listens to podcasts i listen to something. way too many podcasts to make time for an audio book but i'll i'll go with wait 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 i'm picking for you yeah Melanie, <laughs> you keep saying for yourself I'm going to go with neither for Jerry. That was the exact answer I was going to say. I don't, I don't read. And if I'm reading anything, it's like news articles yeah. or informational Ooh, videos. That's not good. Do you not like to, you just don't like reading for fun? 
I know it's a habit that I can have. Um, <laughs> I know I can do it. I know there's some, I've been keeping some books. I'm like, oh, wow, I love, I love the, the concept or not the concept. She keeps buying more books and like never reading them, so... Well, do you read the entire textbooks from your classes? You know, come on. You're not going to. Well, yeah, I will admit that reading was not my strongest suit. But if I were it's to okay. do a book. Okay. You next. can admit it. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me think of two more. Okay. Um, let's see. A fun this or that. Um, hmm. Pineapples on pizza? Do. um i don't even um uh ah snow summer or winter cheese summer i was gonna go with summer for you, you whatever <laughs> well i was in okay, fall i'm more of a you... fall person but that's yeah that's what i was thinking more like because because you really enjoy going camping that's camping weather like yeah summer is way too hot in texas yeah i don't know it's like uh it's yeah it's way too hot when it's summertime but then it's like but you can go to like you can go to the public pools you can go to the beach like oh yeah. i have a question do you have to pay to go to the beaches in Texas? No, we have public beaches by law in our state constitution. All beaches are public access, except for the ones that are bought by um, a certain billionaire that's launching rockets on the south tip of Texas. Scary. But isn't it like, but what about like, don't, isn't there like national parks? Like, oh, yeah. Like, don't well, you have to it's pay? So public. Oh, is or that what you're talking about? I, I, well, I was asking because in like New Jersey, in New Jersey, you have to pay to go to the beach. In North Carolina, you don't. But in New Jersey, you have to pay to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what crazy. we do have, Mallory, and those listening. If you ever come visit the great country of Texas, we can. We actually drive. We have parts of our beaches, you know, where you can actually drive. So we all have trucks down here. It's all we all have like four wheel drive. All my car's all wheel drive. Um, but you do have to have a beach permit on your car if you're driving on the beach or if you're parking on the beach. And oh, that's like now that's like 12 bucks, but it's for the good for the entire year season. So that's the only now thing. I understand. The beach is free, but if you want to drive yeah, your vehicle. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. People can camp on the beach too. Yeah, that's really fun. Free. When so story time. Really quick. Oh, actually, yeah, no, I'll do story time because it's relevant to this topic. When I was in Oman, um, I met some people trying to like really enjoy the country. And the only way to do that is honestly just to go up and meet strangers. Um, so met this guy and he took me in a Jeep Wrangler to like these sand dunes. And he like drove really fast and like he went up hills and down hills and like he did all this stuff. It was really cool. It was really cool. Whoa. That's yeah. Where was this? Yeah. Oman. Oman. So you know Saudi Arabia. Yes. So it's like at the boot of that. Right uh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool, and like, um, 
it was on it wasn't a beach it was just like a bunch of sand sand and you just yeah. and people just come and they like drive their cars going this way and that way and he had a jeep wrangler but there were people in like trucks and stuff like that and he's like yeah this is just something fun that sometimes people do wow guys because the girls can't go anywhere but you know. well if if any of your listeners are in oregon they might know this but there are big sand dunes that people take their big dune buggies and you would think you're in saudi arabia but I've done that when I was young, and it's in Oregon. I think they're like national How sand far dunes. Is Oregon from Seattle. Um, pretty far. Oregon, they're, they're Oregon, close. Oregon, Oregon's right on top of Washington, right? Right below. It's below it. Yeah. So. Washington, Oregon, California. Correct. Oh. And I think they pronounce it Oregon. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't. How I don't say. I'm from the South. I'm going to pronounce it how I pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, interesting. Okay, so if it's far, never mind. I was like, that'd be fun to do. The two days. Um, okay, last one. Let's do coffee or tea. She's tea. Jerry, I feel like you're also tea. Because I don't think I've ever seen you drink coffee. Yeah, it's easier to brew. They're in tea bags. Yeah, I'm definitely tea. But at my office, uh, they do have like a cure egg. So the convenience of using those single use things are fun. And they're flavored, like super crazy flavors. For tea? No, sorry, for coffee. Oh. But I do prefer tea. She's all about tea. Peppermint. Peppermint tea. Did you ever get into kombucha, Melanie? No. I, I want to start getting into matcha. I don't know that one. Green tea. Is it that green stuff? Yeah. Okay. No, I never got into kombucha. I want you to. It's part of <laughs> like it fits in your aesthetic. So really, and it's got probiotics. Yeah. It's fermented. That yeah, help your has... gut. Yes. No, it's really <laughs> good for you. I think you tried mine once, right? Yeah. And I maybe because like there's different flavors. You got to find the flavor that you like. And I think you just didn't like the flavor. I don't know. But all right. Um, well, for having me on. You. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for playing this and that. Thanks for giving your great opinions um, on some really great topics. Some interesting topics. I wouldn't say they were great topics. Some of them were kind of sad. Um, try to think. Oh, please, everyone, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, this podcast is part of a youtube channel a blog where our magazine comes out next month like we are building something big we're building community be a part, part of it yes and we're all a part of it part of the way we're going to help do this and we'll help share and we'll help change culture is if you could also donate five dollars here ten dollars there would be very beneficial we have a donation link in the description and the bio it's also on our website um and that just it will be really great to help with that um in any way possible like i said five dollars here ten dollars there would truly make a difference help pay for um, the uh that kids spy kids actor to we can flyer yeah oh my goodness that would be amazing if we well I can go on a tangent on an idea, uh, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, um, rate, review, subscribe. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at Those Other Girls Podcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.